Welcome to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. We're a church in Gahanna, Ohio, that exists to help people find and follow God. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and helps you discover how much God really loves you. Well, good morning, Three Creeks. My name is Joel Trainer, and I get to be the pastor here. And welcome. If you, uh, I, I, I just, I say this often, but it's true every time. You could be anywhere you want in the whole world, and you chose to be here. And so, for that, I'm thankful. And I hope that at the end of this, that you're that you're thrilled that you came here, that you made a great decision, and that God moved in your life. Uh, I try my best to not open every message with a Disney illustration, but today I cannot help myself. Have you ever seen Encanto? <laughs> Parents, I know, this is going to be tough for you because you've been seeing it all week. Uh, no, but uh, Encanto, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, if you have seen it, you know who I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> and uh, it's, this, um, it's this story, you know, the movie came out a little bit ago. And uh, it's this story about this girl named Mirabelle, and she's a part of this magical family, the family Madrigal. And she has a, a grandmother and parents and cousins and siblings, and not based on anything they did, they're all given these amazing gifts. She, uh, they, they live in this magical house, they call it the Casita, and they live, uh, a lot of people don't even know what an Encanto is, Encanto is, a, is a, a magical place, and this particular Encanto is surrounded by mountains, and you, you have this whole village, and this family Madrigal, they all have these gifts, they don't hoard them for themselves, they share them with their community. It's an amazing song. It gets me moving a little bit. And so I thought maybe I'd sing it. No, I'm actually not. But I am going to show it to you. This is a lot better idea. Check this out. <laughs> it's only going down from here. Uh, that is a great movie. Uh, did you notice, if you've seen it, then, then you know that there are these different gifts that all these people in her family have. And if you've never seen it, maybe you saw a couple of them. Like, her sister can just throw flowers everywhere. And her other sister is, is so strong. And her cousin Dolores can hear a pin drop and can hear this chorus from a mile away. And, and her, uh, her mom can make a meal and it heals people. And, and the whole movie is these gifts interacting with one another. And Mirabelle doesn't have this gift at the beginning. And, and I won't spoil it for you. It's just, it's a good movie. But did you notice the one part that uh, Mirabelle didn't sing, but Abuela, the grandmother, sang? Her line was, uh, we swear to always help those around us and earn the miracle that somehow found us. And what this doesn't show you is that all these gifts are just given to them. They didn't earn them. But this family takes these gifts, and rather than staying in their casita and enjoying them for themselves, the whole, the whole movie is that this whole community is blessed because of the gifts that have been given to the family Madrigal. And I almost feel like Abuela is quoting 1 Peter chapter 4. And I feel like the writers of Encanto got into Peter's mind in 1 Peter chapter 4 and wrote the whole movie based on just these couple verses that we had Trevor read just a second ago. You see, today in 1 Peter 4, we're going to see that Peter talks about loving each other. 
specifically through the gifts that God has given to us. And remember, when Peter wrote this, when he wrote 1 Peter, he, it was a letter written to Christians that are scattered all over the world at the time. Here's a map of Asia and Bithynia and Pontus and Cappadocia and Galatia. There's Christians everywhere, and they want to know, what does a healthy church look like? What does a mature Christian look like? How do we, how do we handle hardship? How do we endure some of the persecution that we are enduring? How do we walk well in this, in this new way of living, the way of Jesus? How do we do that? And Peter writes them and says, this is how you do it. And in chapter four, he says, love one another deeply, specifically through serving one another with the gifts that God has given to you. Let me read just those couple verses again, and then I'll go back through and explain a little bit more of what Peter was trying to say. In verse eight, he says, above all, Christians, listen to me, above all, Peter says, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. It's the second time he says, love one another deeply. He says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, They should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So the first thing Peter says to him is, Christians, if you want to have a healthy church, if you want to do this the right way, he says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Wayne Grudem uh, writes, loving one another deeply which seeks the good of others before one's own, has to find practical expression. It cannot just be words, and it cannot just be feelings. It has to find practical expression. And you agree with me, because hearing someone say, I love you, is nice, but hearing someone say, I already gave the kids a bath, is deep love. (laughs) Deep love always finds a way to express itself. And so he says, this is how you do that. And you look at verse 10, he says, each of you should use, this is how you love each other. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. Not everybody has the same gift. You don't have the same gift as somebody else. And somebody else doesn't have the same gift as you. When Paul writes about this, he he talks about this human body. He goes, we got ears, we got eyes, we got feet, we got hands. Not everybody has all of them. We've got to all work together on this. The NLT, another version of the Bible, says it this way, God has given each of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them, not for your own sake, but to love one another. And then Peter gives us three examples just in these three verses, 8, 9, 10, 11, that's four verses. Three examples of gifts that he, he says, this is, these are three different ways that you could actually practically express your love for one another within the context of a church. He says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling, which means to feed people and to host people and invite people into your home and into your life. And Peter writes, without grumbling. 
meaning that you do not resent the time or the cost to you. Offering hospitality, in case you don't know, is not free. Charcuterie boards are way more expensive. It's like $90 for cheese. Being hospitable and inviting people into your home and into your life is not free. It costs you something, but this is a gift that God has given some of the people, probably not everybody. In some sense, that's a biblical command that everybody ought to do, but some people are specifically gifted in this to offer hospitality to one another. The second one he says is that if anyone speaks, that they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And this is not just teaching or preaching or speaking on a stage. This is, this is referring to all activity that's coming out of your mouth, meaning words of encouragement or sharing your faith or prophesying or even singing This verse makes me ask the question, when it says, as one who speaks the very words of God, this verse makes me ask the question, when I'm I'm thinking about saying something, would God say this? Does this reflect the heart of God? Is it truthful and is it gracious and is it kind? Not only maybe would God say this, but did God say this? If somebody were to ever ask you, hey, I need some wisdom, I need some advice, and your first inclination is to go to your life's experience or something that you've heard somewhere other than the Bible, maybe, maybe reconsider and go, what has God said about this? And if I'm going to speak, I ought to do it with the very words of God. And then he gives a third example. He says, if anyone serves they should do so with the strength that God provides. This, it's another kind of broad one. It refers to anybody who really, that their own spirit is refreshed when they get to help somebody. Like they love to be needed and they love to be helpful and they love to serve. Do it with the strength that God provides. Wayne Grudem, I I quoted him once. He's He's a brilliant theologian. Here he is again. He says, service performed merely by human energy And for one's own status in the eyes of others can soon become a wearying activity. Amen? That's called burnout. I've experienced it and so have you, if you've been around here at all. We have to rely not on our own strength or our own willpower to sustain us. We we cannot hang our service to one another based on the praise that we receive. We do it with the strength God provides to serve other people, not ourselves. And this, these three, this is not an exhaustive list of all the spiritual gifts. There's actually four places in the New Testament that list out a number of spiritual gifts. And if you're taking notes, this is what you want to write down. In 1 Corinthians 12, there's a list of spiritual gifts. In Romans 12, the same, a long list of spiritual gifts. In Ephesians 4, I'm not giving you the verses because I want to make you hunt for it. Another list of these spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit of God gives to Christians in a church to serve other people. And then the fourth place is right here in 1 Peter chapter 4. And none of these lists are exhaustive. No one single gift is listed in all four places, and not one list includes all the spiritual gifts. So in some sense, you can actually say that there's a limit vari- limitless variety 
of spiritual gifts that God gives to Christians. And this is what we need to know about every single one of them, is that each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. That's what Peter wrote. Now, if I'm being honest, it is pretty tempting for me to use the gifts that God has given me to serve myself and to make a name for Joel rather than for Jesus. And if I'm not careful, and if I don't have accountability, and if I don't from time to time get reminded of 1 Peter chapter 4, and if the Holy Spirit, if I'm not inviting him to speak into my life, if I'm not checking myself before I do things, then I would use, for example, my gift of teaching to try to make a name for myself, to try to build a bigger crowd and to go home on Sunday and pat myself on the back. Maybe, I mean, this one I'm very guilty of often. I feel like God has given me, by the Spirit of God, the gift of encouragement. I like doing it. I feel like when I do it, it it buoys people up. It encourages them. Encouragement is not as common as you'd think. And so when it happens, it really affects people. But there are times when I've gone out of my way to encourage someone so that, not that they will be encouraged, but so that they will think that I'm encouraging so that they will think that I'm something special, whereas the intent of encouragement is to make them feel special and to encourage them, and it's, it's self-serving. And so whatever gift we have, there's a, there's a twisted form of it that actually turns back to, to praise ourselves, where the reality is we weren't given these, we, we didn't earn these things, we were given these things. And I need to go back to First Peter all the time and say, am I using this to genuinely serve other people? And I've got to try to build up even these guardrails in my own life where I I have to encourage people anonymously because otherwise I'm going to be tempted to take some of the credit. One more time, Wayne Grudem. Within a church, deep love for one another will find expression in the use of spiritual gifts not for self-advancement or to draw attention to ourselves, but for the benefit of other, others. And when we give our gifts away, when we serve other people, it gives God, the gift giver, all the praise rather than ourselves. And I think I may have needed to hear that the most, but I don't think I'm the only one. And one of the things that, when I, when I read that, I was reading this commentary on this, obviously by Wayne Grudem, and uh, and I was like, it, there, was, there was a part of me that was so encouraged because I just started to go through that, that mental Rolodex of the different people in our church. And I'm like, man, there's so many people in this church that are doing this, that are serving not for themselves, but for the good of our church. I could go for an hour. I'll try not to go for an hour. I just want to list a couple that came to my mind. And I, I just want you to know that these people aren't doing this for themselves. But, but somebody that came to mind was April Kaufman who has the gift of administration and leadership with Liz, our Three Creeks Kids Director, going on maternity leave here in a couple weeks, right before Easter, by the way. And April's saying, how can I serve? How can I help? I've got a little bit of free time. And she's amazing at it. And she is, she is April Kaufman is using her gifts to love our church. And she's not doing it for herself. She's giving God the glory. I thought about Bethany Morgan. Anybody here know Bethany Morgan? 
Bethany is so creative. She's like Ohio's Joanna Gaines. <laughs> she makes everything look better. And she, and she, so she joined our creative team. She was a part of decorating for Christmas. She got her engineer husband, also a gift, to hang up Christmas lights and make it look pretty. And nobody even knew that because Bethany wasn't out trying to make a name for herself. She just wants to use her gift to serve and love her church. And I think that's amazing. I thought about Andy Stone, the backbone. Nobody even knows that Andy is even doing what he's doing. But Andy has the gift of being a genius. And Andy is so smart, and he's so faithful, and he's so detailed, and he keeps our whole staff moving. He, he works with the numbers and our budget and credit cards, and I'm just like, it makes my head want to explode. And he serves, and he's never come in here wearing a shirt, operations team. <laughs> he just serves, and he loves our church because God made him that way. And he serves and loves our church. That is amazing. One more. A couple weeks ago, I'm so proud of our church to say this. I got a phone call from the superintendent of Gehanna Schools. And he said, hey, we got a situation. We have a student who is essentially homeless. And she's a junior. And turns out she, had, she slept halfway through the night at one of the parks in Gehanna, and got so cold that she called. It, it was just like a really, really hard situation. And he says, he literally said, and, and I know Three Creeks is a church that helps people. So is there anything you can do to help? And Morgan and I were talking about it, and we met her, and she's like, I don't want to stay here in this house with these kids. So are there any other options? <laughs> and so uh, she happens to be from a country in Africa where a lot of our people have gone and served. And so there's this little bit of a, a heart connection there. And I just texted Trevor and Madeline. I said, hey, this is crazy, but would you consider this? And they said, when do we pick her up? When does she come over? And she'd been staying with Trevor and Madeline. Some of you probably met her because she's been here a couple times. She's been staying with Trevor and Madeline. And, and each day along the way, I was talking to Trevor this morning about this. Each day along the way, Trevor and Madeline have woken up and asked the question, what is best for Saleh today? How can we serve her? How can we love her? How can we use the gift that God has given us of hospitality and leadership? And how can we sow seeds of truth and grace into her life and help Saleh? They are loving people in our church and out of our church by using the gifts that God has given them. And a lot of you didn't even know that because they're not doing it for themselves. And I just, I just need everybody here to know that, that God has given every single person a gift in this room. And, and it's true that there are some people that are using them and you, are, you, you really are, and you're using them to serve others. And I also know that there are some sleeping giants in the room. Sleeping giants that God has bestowed upon you gifts. Gifts that could bless our church and bless other people. And, and I'm sorry, but you don't get the credit this time. God would be praised if the sleeping giants would acknowledge that God did not make a mistake when he made you, but he made you uniquely and gifted. And Peter says, use whatever gift God has given you 
to serve our church. Just to list a couple of these other ones. Maybe it, maybe it brings one to mind. Maybe you're sitting there going, I don't even know what mine are. And that, that could be true. And, and what gives me great joy is to help people find how God made them. But here are just some other ones. There's a gift of speaking or teaching. Erica and Alex Gambitz are using it right now at the foundations class. There's a gift of helping others. Enjoy, when you enjoy seeing a need and filling the need, there's the gift of hospitality, of hosting people, of having people over, of loving people. There's a gift of leadership. We have open spots on our leadership team as, as apprentices and on different service teams. Do you have the gift of administration? We need you. Do you have the gift of encouragement? If you think a good thought about somebody and don't say it, it doesn't count. Do you have the gift of encouragement where God has wired you to be the wind in somebody else's sails? Do you have the gift of evangelism? Levi Fredericks does. I think he just snuck out because he's going to play the drums in a second. Levi just looking for ways to share his faith. Do you have the gift of uh, generosity? Do you have the gift of mercy? Do you have the gift of faith where, where when somebody else struggles to see a promise of God or a truth of God, but your faith through prayer could be the, the gap, the, the gap bridger for that person? And again, this is not exhaustive. This is not all of them. These are just ideas of ways that God makes us to serve one another. Uh, I was talking to some of our team leaders here at Three Creeks and this week, and they were just talking about how some of the holes on some of their teams, this is not the only way that you could use your gifts to serve, but this is a way, perhaps. And if, you're, if you've been sitting here and you've been coming to Three Creeks and, and this is home for you, but you haven't yet jumped on a team, perhaps one of these jumps off the page or jumps off the screen at you. But I talk on our first impressions team. They've got 35 folks on the team and they need 15 people to boost them. We have a prayer team in the back. We have 13 people who have said, I will be on the prayer team. And Nicole Evans said, man, we could really use five more people. Do you have that gift of faith or that gift of mercy? Or do you just want to pray with people? We've got a production team back there. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) They have 12 people on the team and they need two more people And so if that looks fun to you, it doesn't look fun to me, but if that looks fun to you, (laughs) we have a set up and tear down team. They were here at 6.30 this morning. There's 18 people on the team and we need 24. We need six people to give up some sleep, come and roll carts in and plug stuff in. And we've got Three Creeks kids. Like I said, Liz, maternity leave, April stepping in, leadership team stepping in. We need nine people to make that team ready to go for April through the summer. And here's what I will say about all of these teams and other opportunities that you may find to serve is that the commitment is great, but the rewards are far greater. I do not want to trick you into this. I I need you to hear me say like, the commitment is great. Like, to join the setup and teardown team is like, you do have to be here pretty early, and you probably will jam your fingers. And nobody ever says thank you. And, and if you join the prayer team, half the time you're going to stand back there and nobody's going to talk to you. That's another issue. 
We talk about that another time, but the point is, like, I'm just preparing you that the commitment is great, but the rewards are greater. The commitment is great. You will, if you are on the First Impressions team, you will scoot out of here during the last song, and you'll, like, quickly stir hot chocolate, you know, and you'll cap them all, and they'll all be ready, and, like, half of them won't even get taken. And then my son Judah will come up and grab one, and I will say, Judah, use two hands, and he will only use one. And he will drop it, and it will go on your shoes, and then he will look at me and say, can I have another one while you clean it up? Like, that happened, and it will happen again. The commitment is great. If you serve in Three Creeks Kids, the kids will not remember your name. They actually won't. (laughs) They want to be there for the bounce houses. And your job is to keep them safe, and invest spiritually into them so that they memorize verses. They don't even know what they're saying. They just want the prize, but you're hiding God's word in their heart. And every week, it will feel like you didn't make an impact, but you did. And I'm just trying to paint a picture that the commitment is for real. Like, it is not free to use your gift to serve other people. It costs you something. But in the words of Abuela from Encanto, We've got to earn the miracle that somehow found us. We promise to always help those around us. That's what Peter's saying. When Peter writes the last verse, he says, do these things and serve each other and love each other. He says, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The rewards are far greater. I should brace you one more time. You will not be praised. We will give you a t-shirt, but you will not be praised. But God may be praised through Jesus Christ, that he would be all the glory forever and ever. And so you see, when we use our gifts, it puts this amazing, miraculous gift giver front and center. The bottom line is this, is that If the family Madrigal decided to just use their gifts for themselves, they wouldn't have made a movie about it. It's not inspirational. It's not even noteworthy. It's selfish and stupid. It doesn't come to be a Disney movie unless it inspires. And I I think that that applies a little bit to church because I want you to think about somebody walking in here who has some questions about God and some questions about church. Maybe they're a little skeptical and they come in here and they want to know what, what's Three Creeks about? What's the church about? Is this a healthy church? If they were to come in here and they saw 95% of the people just sitting and watching while 5% of the people did stuff, would that person be inclined to join the sitters and join the watchers? I don't think so. But on the other hand, If that person comes in and they see people serving each other, loving each other, it seems like everyone has a role. And it actually feels like God has has done something special in every one of their lives. 
it seems like God has gifted every single one of these people because they are just loving each other and serving each other in their lane. And there's just this feeling of joy and fulfillment in these people. This is, this is where 5% of the people sit and watch because they're still figuring it out. But 95% of the people here, they, they know how God made them and they're, they're actually loving each other in practical ways. To me, I want to watch that movie. I want to be a part of something like that. That's different than what I'm experiencing in other places in the world. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. I wrote that on, I wrote some of this on Wednesday and on Friday, I just felt like the Spirit of God was like, hey, Joel, that message is not complete. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) He said, you're missing the most important part. And I said, oh yeah, I'll say that at the end. There are some gifts that God gives us to serve other people, but there is one gift that God gives us that we just get to receive. And that is salvation through the person of Jesus Christ. A lot of what we're talking about does eventually flow from this deep love from Jesus, but we can't mix this up. We can't go out and try to sign up for a team and go earn God's love or earn another gift. We've got we've to come back to the part where we go, and some of these gifts are being given to us to use, to serve, to love, but there's one gift that we're just it's just bottom line, you just get it. If you choose to, to receive it, you just get it and that's it. And that is salvation through Jesus Christ because we are all born as sinners. We're all born as enemies of God, running in the opposite direction of God. And God grabs a hold of our hearts and, and as we're running away, he says, hey, I'd like to introduce this person of Jesus and he sent him And he died on the cross so that all of our sins could be forgiven and that we could receive this gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And that gift is yours if you take it. That's it. All all said and done. And that, these other gifts are important, but that is the most important gift that you could ever come to understand. You can't earn it. You just get it if you choose to believe it. We're going to play a song. It's called Make Room. It's one of my favorite songs because it's what we do. We just make room for God to do whatever he wants to do. Our prayer team will be back there. And I'd like you to think as we sing this song, one, about the gift of Jesus Christ, and two, about the other gifts that God has given you through his Holy Spirit. And just just ask yourself, just be honest, am I using them or am I a sleeping giant? Did God make me to serve and love other people more? Think about that. Let me pray for us. God, I just pray for five minutes that that there would be something special happens here. I told the setup team this morning, this is different. It just feels different. It feels like you're going to do something. And so God, I have just an expectancy that you are moving and you're waking up some sleeping giants in the room. Would you allow us to be like the family Madrugal that uses our gifts to serve 
one another in our community and may it be a beautiful picture of the gospel and of generosity and God, would you use us to love people deeply? We want to be a church that loves people deeply. And so God, help us to find the practical ways that you have made us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Three Creeks Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, to give online, or to attend a service, visit threecreekschurch.com. Thank you.